Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the On Target Living Experience. And we thought it'd be timely to talk about a, a subject that obviously is important right now. And I think it's forgotten in times of chaos. And this is how I want to frame up the conversation. One, we don't have all the answers. But two, there's two areas that I think we have more control over. Our immune system and how we manage or handle stress. And so this is what I want you to think about right off the bat. We're playing a lot of defense and defense is great. We're going to uh, not be traveling. We're not going anywhere. Meetings are canceled. Work's canceled. We're sanitizing, not touching, shaking hands. There's also some offense we can play, and I think that's what we should focus on. So the offense is how do we build our immune system? How do we manage or handle stress? And these are habits. So my goal today is to teach you some better habits, maybe how to tweak some of your habits that are preventing you from getting the success or feeling your best. And we'll just go from there, and I'll answer some questions at the end. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask along the way. We'll try to focus it in. So here's what I want to kind of talk about. When you think about fear or stress or whatever noise is happening externally, we tend to think about what will happen, not what is actually happening. So if you look at a tiger and if you are face to face with a tiger, what are we fearful of? We're fearful that the tiger is going to maul us. And that's kind of what's happening. There's a ton of fear, but yet it's our reaction to that fear. It's the reaction to the stress that we have control over. And that's what I want you to think about. What can you control? The other stuff we can't control. And so it's not what's happening outside of us. It's how we react to what's happening outside of us. And this is, a, this is the hierarchy I want you to think about. I'm going to only focus on the areas on Target Living specializes in, how to rest, how to eat, how to move, maybe give you some positive encouragement. But if you look at this pyramid, at the bottom is this thing called breathing. Breathing is our most essential thing that we do. We would last minutes without breathing. But we also have a conscious choice of how we breathe. I'm going to talk about chest breathing when we get stressed, holding our breath, getting tense, And then there's diaphragmatic nose breathing, allows us to be calm, allows us to manage some of these arousal and and other things that come our way that get out of whack. So breathing's number one at the foundation. Number two is sleep. Right now, people are not sleeping. They're checking their news feeds, they're watching the news, they're just not sure what they should be doing. But sleep's one of our most powerful tools that we have And it's essential for our well-being, our happiness, our mood, our energy, our focus. And so that's the bottom of the hierarchy. How you're breathing, are you paying attention to your sleep? Once we move up there, then we go into food. Hydration. Are you drinking enough water? You know, right now, every single store is sold out of pop and soda and even beer and alcohol. But we still need to drink water. And so we're going to talk about hydration. We'll talk about nutrition. How do we feed the body? How do we build the immune system? How are we going to build ourselves up versus if we get stressed and all we're doing is focus on the bad stuff, we're actually going to be more stressed, more anxious. Our immune system is going to be weaker. So this is the hierarchy. Breathing, sleep, nutrition, hydration, and then we go up into movement. But it always begins this way. 
We're not going to just go exercise. We got to build the foundation from the bottom. And so these are the foundations that On Target Living teaches that I'm going to focus on for you. And what I believe, and we all believe here at the team, is that this is what we have some control over. But yet when chaos hits, we tend to neglect these three areas. How to rest, how to eat, how to move. So I'm going to try to make it really easy. I got some notes. I'll kind of play off uh, what I think um, you're looking for or what, how I think I can help the most. But we're going to start with two mindsets. And the first mindset is we have to manage our stress. And stress is never a good thing. Now, I wrote a couple things down um, to kind of give you a little glimpse into what is stress. I think we sometimes think stress is psychological. And it can begin in the mind, it can begin with our thoughts, it can begin with our emotions. But the problem with stress is what it does physically. And so here's some physical responses to some mental or emotional uh, disturbances, like right now, that usually um, happen because of external circumstances. Number one, increased heart rate. When we in, our heart rate increases, we put a lot more demand on the body. I talk about how it turns us into this fight or flight reaction. Rise in blood pressure. The fastest way to lower blood pressure, especially in times like this, is to control how you breathe. Muscle tension. You know, including myself, I'm not immune to the stress, but I'm constantly practicing. I get tension in my neck. Some people get tension in their wrists and their forearms, their jaw. Irritability. I think we're more irritable. We're, we're snappier, we're quicker to respond negatively. Depression, depression happens as a physical response to a stressor. High blood glucose, meaning there's more glucose fl floating in the system. Big part is because we try to eat emotionally. So we're trying to eat all that garbage food that gives us that quick fix, but yet it's not gonna give us the long-term energy. Anxiety, I'll focus a lot today on how do we calm, what is anxiety, where is it coming from? Uh, mind scatter. You're having trouble focusing at work today. You know, thanks for joining us at noon. Some of you are at home. Some of you are at work. Some of you watch this later. But is your mind scattered? Are you thinking about all these random thoughts? How do we focus that in? Burnout and fatigue. It's a huge one when there's a um, compassion fatigue. You know, there's all this emotion of helping your family, helping the uh, your loved ones. You're trying to help them, but yet you need to cope for yourself. Org uh, like your organs, how they're functioning, what's going on with your function of the body, and then loss of muscular uh, tone. So we, we tend to unplug of, from everything and then we withdraw. And then last thing is emotional flatness. These are physical responses to stress. And so it's not the psychological impact necessarily of stress that's a problem. It's what happens to us physically. And so the key with understanding stress, it's an out of balance nervous system, your autonomic nervous system, parasympathetic, sympathetic, and we'll talk about how do we create some balance and where may you have the imbalance because not everybody handles stress the same. So just to sum it up, these are some of the things that I want you to focus on. What is stress? Could be elevated heart rate, rise in blood pressure, Immune suppressant, that's a big one. You know, that's what we want to talk about. If we have too much stress, our immune system starts to shut down. Irritability. Digestive changes, again, that everything's connected. If our digestion's weak, our immune system's weak, then our thought process, our focus is scattered. And then muscular tension.
So here, I'll, I'll pose a question to you. If a bear came running through your door right now, wherever you're at, in the office, at home, listen to this at the gym, if a bear came running in there, what would we do? We'd probably run, and that's a good thing. Everyone should run. But what if we perceive that bear is coming through that door or coming into that building or coming into that room, but it's not? We usually react the same way. And so what that's a good lesson on is how we react to the stresses we have. And we all have different stresses. Could be our job, financially, health. Do we have enough food? Do we have enough toilet paper? Whatever our stress is, it's a response to that stress. And so if we think a bear is coming in there, we respond the same way. It creates that out of balance with our nervous system. And so right now, I think many of us are responding to stresses that actually don't exist. It's what we perceive may happen. And that's the first thing we have to focus on. How do we stay present and understand that stress is something we control because it's based on what we react to? Now this graph, I made this graph a couple years ago when we were writing the capacity book. And I thought it was important to show people this pathway of stress. I think many of us believe stress is one-sided. Too much arousal, too much fight or flight, kind of that bear response. But you got the two sides here. You got the yellow side, which is the sympathetic. And then you have the blue side, which is the parasympathetic. And if you're joining us on Instagram, we got slides on our app and we'll post this later. But this graphic is really important for everybody because you might be one person. I'm probably a person where I tend to handle my stress or when I'm not handling it, go into a lot of sympathetic fight or flight. But some people actually go the opposite way where they withdraw. That could be where more people kind of just unplug. They do nothing. We call that the possum syndrome. So let's kind of work down this pathway. Let's just say there's an alarm going off. That stress reaction is happening. You got two sides. You got the gas, which, which is sympathetic, and you got the brake, which is parasympathetic. At first, that's not a problem. The key is, can we bring our body back into balance? The way we do that with the sympathetic is fight or flight. The way we do that with parasympathetic is rest and digest. And you can kind of see we need both of these. But if we let spend too much time in this fight or flight, constantly worrying, constantly thinking about what's going on, constantly responding in negative fashions, we, we create this bear response. And so a bear gets very angry, gets very kind of uh, irritable, digestion shuts down, immune system shuts down, and that creates fatigue. If you feel like you're one of these people, the key is we got to get into more rest we got to start calming the body down and moving ourselves into that parasympathetic nervous system. But let's go over on the other side because there's not a lot of talk on this other side. Let's just say you're spending too much time in withdrawal. Nothing bothers you. You're, uh, and when I say nothing bothers you, you're not responding to anything. You're checking out. You're not doing what you're normally used to doing. You're not exercising. You're not moving. You're not using your brain. You be, this response is called the possum response. And so you lose muscle tone, you lose muscular strength, all these things change, you get weaker, your mind's not as sharp, and it creates atrophy. If you feel like you're one of those people, and that's where depression usually lives, is people that really kind of check out, we gotta get more movement. We gotta stimulate the body, which is the opposite of someone that's overstimulated and parasympathetic. And so just to make this super simple, here's how this works. Right now, a lot of people are struggling with anxiety. 
And what anxiety is, is a fear of the future. You're constantly thinking about the future. And that's what's happening right now. There's no certainty. And so my only suggestion, I don't have all the answers. We're going to have times where this kind of gets out of balance, is when we're present, when we can kind of feel our feet under us, when we're paying attention to the things that we love versus kind of head down into the news, then we can be present. We won't have that anxiety. But anxiety is a fear of the future. Depression is a, is a problem with the past. Think about what you didn't do well, what you should have done differently. And that's going to happen as these things start to unfold and we start to realize we didn't make the right reactions. All I want you to focus on is can I uh, manage kind of how I'm presently being? And breathing is a great exercise. I'll talk about two ways to practice breathing. But when you're present, your mind and your body are, are right where you're at. It prevents us from getting into that anxiety and in some cases uh, fearing uh, the, the past with depression. This is a nice interesting slide. All anxiety is is a fear of the, the future. And so you're uncertain, so you fear the worst outcome. Kind of like that tiger. A tiger hasn't done anything to us, but we're fearful of what the tiger might do. So I'm going to take you through a little exercise. And I know virtually this is harder, but if you want to come back to this later, but if you know what to do, but you don't do it, you're never going to get those results. So I think it's important not only to talk about it, but show how to do it. So we talked about the two nervous systems, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Now, if you change how you breathe consciously, we have control over what we do with the nervous system. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to inhale through your nose. Your belly's going to come out. I want you to exhale through your nose. Belly comes in. And I want you to close your eyes for the next 15 seconds. Inhale through your nose. Belly comes out. Exhale through your nose. Belly comes in. And what we're doing there is we're focusing our attention on our diaphragm, which is the second most important muscle in the human body. It attaches to this nerve called the vagus nerve and it allows the system to relax. So you're inhaling through the nose, your belly comes out, you're exhaling through the nose, belly comes in. And you can open your eyes and maybe you didn't close your eyes, but that exercise, that's called belly diaphragmatic breathing, is one of the simplest ways to allow the body and mind to be present. And so when we're in this constant fight or flight, our mind's racing, we're thinking of all the bad things, our best tool we have is to change how we breathe. When we get stressed, we become chest and mouth breathers. And if you practice this exercise, you can create a habit to become more of a nose and diaphragmatic breather. And again, the science is this vagus nerve goes up in the brain and says it's okay to relax. Think about the last time someone scared you. You hold your breath, you tense up. When you change how you breathe, you lower the heart rate, you lower the brain waves, you lower your blood pressure, all by changing how you breathe. So belly breathing is uh, strategy number one. Number two is breath awareness. Now, the difference between belly breathing and breath awareness is all we're doing is we're trying to breathe with the belly. What breath awareness is, is it's a conscious effort to try to take our attention to our breath. And so here's an, a strategy or a tool or an exercise of using the nose to quiet the mind. 
Let's just say today was, is a dis disaster so far. You're thinking about the stock market, you're thinking about your work, you're thinking about your family, and you just want your mind to be calm and more relaxed. Can't get rid of all those thoughts, but how do we relax our mind? So this nervous system switchboard is your nose. When we use our mouth, we put a lot of pressure on the body. We create a stress response. But if we use the nose, we can actually calm the mind and calm the nerves. So here's what I want you to do. You're gonna take your right index finger and you're gonna block your right nostril. You're gonna inhale through the left, exhale through the left, and then you're gonna switch and you're gonna block the left, inhale through the right, exhale through the right, and you're gonna switch back and forth. Continue, we're gonna do it three times each side, inhale, Exhale, inhale, exhale, one more, inhale, exhale, last one, inhale, exhale. Now you're maybe watching and you're not participating. Maybe you're participating. This is, to me, one of the best tools that we have at our disposal. We can put on the mindfulness app. We can put on the mindfulness music. We can take a hot bath. We can get outside. These things are all fantastic. But if you feel like, man, I'm just getting too worked up, changing how you breathe, doing this alternating nostril breathing, and we did three sides, three seconds in, three seconds out, it allows us to focus our attention on our breath. And we can only focus on one thing at a time. And so when we're focusing on our breath, we tend to get more present, calm. And your nose is your nervous system switchboard, so it's gonna calm your nerves. It's gonna help balance your emotions. And it's the best exercise to increase concentration and focus. Again, we're just alternating nostrils. Inhale for three, exhale for three, switching back and forth should take us less than 30 seconds. And if you find that your right nostril or your left nostril is clogged, that's telling you something. Your right nostril is your sympathetic passageway. Your left is your parasympathetic. Ideally, we want both of them flowing evenly. If your right is clogged, you're probably in more of a parasympathetic state. If your left is clogged, you're in probably more of a sympathetic state. Great exercise, very calming. If you feel like, man, I, I need a little bit of uh, uh, decompression, I need a little bit of focus on something else. Changing how you breathe is our only way that we can manage stress internally. Only way. Okay, tactic number two, we gotta manage stress, we gotta prioritize sleep. And so as chaos happens, we tend to sleep less because our mind's racing, Maybe we don't prioritize it as much. Maybe we don't have to go into the office and we're working at home, so we're gonna try to do everything that we wouldn't normally do. I wanna tell you, continue whatever habits you have if you were sleeping, and if you're not, this is a great time to prioritize sleep and maybe change your habit of getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Your sleep is your most valuable investment you can make, and it's the number one way from what we do to improve our well-being. 
So here's the kind of some of the tips. Number one is we have to value sleep. If you're going to bed at midnight and gonna wake up at six, you're not really valuing your sleep. So if you need eight hours or seven and a half, are you going to bed at, at 10 o'clock if you gotta wake up at six? So number one, value sleep. Number two is are you sleeping a good quality eight hours? You're not getting up and can't go back asleep, but you're getting eight quality hours uh, of sleep. Timing. Do you go to bed at the same time? This is called your circadian rhythm. The environment, are we cooling the temperature, making it pitch black? Magnesium, I'll talk about magnesium in a second. This is our relaxation mineral. And then screen time, this is a big one right now. And I'm guilty of this as well. There's uncertainty, we're not sure what we all need to do. Is the office gonna be open or not gonna be open? But we gotta unplug. And so if we're constantly looking at our screens, it's gonna really impact our circadian rhythm how we're sleeping, so really unplugging from these devices as much as possible. And I hope that the weather across the country, wherever you're at, is getting to a better spot where we can start to get outside, we don't have to be cooped up inside. So improving sleep, I'll give you one strategy. This strategy works really well for a lot of people. You wake up 2, 3 a.m., you're hot, you can't go back asleep, your quality of sleep is the problem. Uh, it's probably a sign you're deficient in magnesium. Now there's some foods that can help you with getting more magnesium. If you want, you can shoot us an email or can just Google foods high in magnesium. Chia seeds are a good one, cacao nibs, dates, raisins, figs. But the best way that we've seen people improve sleep is to take what's called an Epsom salt bath. And Epsom salts are pure magnesium. They help relax the body, help you get in more of the parasympathetic phase, and helps get magnesium into your system via your skin. You can start with a foot bath, you do a real bath, but one cup, a couple times a week, 20 minutes, great way to get uh, Epsom salts in your body. Easy to do. Right now it's a great excuse. I'm stressed, I can't sleep. Take a 20 minute foot bath or maybe go take a full bath and see what happens, the body will start to relax. Magnesium is powerful. And as I get into the next couple slides, you know, as we eat more processed foods, we're more deficient in magnesium. So this is a time more than ever, we gotta start putting magnesium into our system. Last note, I'm not a huge fan of magnesium synthetic um, supplements, so if you're taking it supplements of orally, I'd rather you do it through the Epsom salts or real food because you're gonna get more bang for your buck. And then the last thing, find some white space right now. I know it's not easy, but you know, you might have a lot more time on your hands and many of us were looking for time, but now that we have time, we don't know what to do with it. This is where we can cr really create some powerful habits. Whether it's getting a massage, that might not be an option. Maybe you're getting outside, Maybe you're using nature, uh, meditation, electronic breaks, stretching, cold shower, many of these white space activities we have access to. Maybe this is your time to kind of pull back and say, what do I need to do to create some more white space in my life? Not only now, but in the future so that I have this habit for the long run. White space is important. We have less white space, average 45 minutes per person in our country. We need to get this white space back in our life. So recap, talking about how to manage stress, here's kind of the rest pyramid we have. Again, this is on our website if you wanna download it. And again, we'll send this broadcast later. If you're following us on Instagram, we'll, we'll share it again. But breathing is number one. It's our most powerful tool. 
And think about when you get stressed and, and sometimes self-awareness is key. We hold our breath, we use our chest, we use our mouth, and then we get stressed. And so changing how we breathe, we can't really always respond uh, or change our stresses or our stressors, but we can react differently. So next time you feel your mind racing, the anxiety level increasing, your emotions starting to get more negative, change how you breathe. It takes two to three minutes. It's not gonna always work, but it's a good start to practice allowing the body to calm down. Number two is sleep. Don't devalue sleep, especially during this time. Seven to eight hours is ideal. How do we improve sleep? Uh, I talked about some strategies. And then creating white space. This is your foundation from rest. From there, if you take care of this, we can talk about meditation, foam rollers, massages, some other stuff, and then the power of nature will never be replaced. And so get outside, whether it's 30 degrees or 80 degrees, try to get a couple minutes of some sunlight without your technology. It's a powerful tool. That's what nature does for us. Okay, mindset number two, what maybe a lot of you are looking for is, how do I build my immune system? And this is, I think this is critical. Now the immune system takes quite a while to build, but the key is we can break it down really fast. And so what we're gonna focus on is improving our pH. I'm not gonna go super deep, but all you need to know for the most part, if you're looking at the food target, or you're trying to think what's healthy, what's not healthy, the more processed foods you eat in the red, the more acidic you're gonna be. The more stress you have, the lack of sleep you have, all these things in our environment that are going on create us to be more acidic. Here's what you need to know. Acid equals inflammation. Inflammation ruins our gut health. Our gut health dictates how our brain functions. All these things are connected. And so what I want you to think about during these times, you don't have to be perfect. You want some comfort. You know, macaroni and cheese, it's one of the most powerful comfort foods. I'm not saying we can't have these things, but we gotta go more deeper and say, what am I doing to build my immune system? So if you're looking at this pH chart, a potato versus potato chips, I was at the store, I was at a couple health food stores, there's still a lot of produce left. It's the processed foods that's going. But just remember, I bit into this apple, this apple will rot. This is real live food, very high alkalinity, good for your digestion. These foods over here don't have any of these digestive enzymes and it starts to screw with our health. So pH is the key to building your immune system because acid equals inflammation. Inflammation is gonna start wreaking havoc on our gut and we know our immune system lives in our gut. So I'm gonna give you three strategies of how do we build our immune system. Number one, always, we have to drink more water. And so when you're thinking of water right now, the importance of water, it's gonna give us energy, it's gonna help us flush toxins, it's gonna to make sure that things are moving along. When we're eating and drinking some of these other things, we're not going to have as efficient of a body, efficient of a mind, because it controls our digestion. Now I put a lemon in my uh, water, or a lime in my water, citrus, anything, especially lemons and limes, are very alkaline. And so if you're trying to build your immune system, those are easy, simple strategies to add to your water, make them taste better, improve uh, your immune system. Half your body weight in ounces of water a day, can't stress that enough. Nutrition will always be the same, begins with water. Number two is we gotta feed the immune system by eating greens. Now, 
Many of you follow us, you're familiar with some of these powerful greens, but it's other greens, you know, it's kale, spinach, broccoli, asparagus, anything that has the color green is high in chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is a natural powerful detoxifier and immune booster. And so as stress happens, our immune gets suppressed. The key is, can we eat foods that actually increase our immune function, help the body uh, heal itself? And when you talk about autoimmune diseases and some of these things, it's different because the body is becoming healthier to heal itself naturally. Now, wheatgrass is probably one of the most powerful um, immune boosters. You can see this is a real live food, very high in minerals, extremely antioxidant filled, extremely alkaline. This is probably one of my go-tos when I'm trying to make sure my immune system is, is healthy or maybe when I'm not feeling my best. Now, spirulina chlorella, a lot of questions come in. We have two types of spirulina chlorella, 50-50 or 45-45-10, and the 45-45-10 has what's called CGF. Here's kind of a rule of thumb. For most people, I tell them to take the 50-50. If you're really looking for ways uh, for powerful immune boosting, the CGF is much more powerful from an immune booster. So for me, when kind of I'm, I'm feeling sick, maybe I switch to the CGF, but for most people, the 50-50 is adequate because most of us aren't taking any type of super green. So using these super greens, a combination, this is what we think of, how do we use food to build our immune system? It doesn't come in a synthetic vitamin C pack, it comes from real live food. If the food rots, if it changes colors, if it's high in greens, you know that this is gonna be a powerful way to boost your immune system. Lemons, lime, citrus, again, superfoods and super greens are very powerful for your immune system. Last thing, probably the most important question is pre and probiotics. When you think of the gut, I want you to think of the immune system. If you don't have a healthy gut, if you don't have good digestion, it is impossible to have your best immune system. And that's why there's such a prevalence of pre-probiotics on the market. But before we go into what's in the, a capsule or a supplement, let's look at these foods that are naturally pre and probiotic. And on our website, we have a list of pre and probiotic foods. It's coming shortly that will show you some of this, but an apple, it's got over 100 uh, different types of probiotics. It's very powerful. You can see that it's rotting. Actually, the inside of an apple is where most of the good bacteria lives. It's not the outside, which most people think. Um, these are amazing. Apples are the source of apple cider vinegar. So before you think apple cider vinegar is the best thing on the planet, it, it's really good. But are we eating real, live fruits? Apples are fantastic. Sauerkraut, fermented foods, these are very good uh, probiotics. Because they've been fermented, they have probiotic materials. Cacao nibs, a lot of people think, well, what do I need cacao nibs? Cacao nibs, real chocolate, very good from a pre and probiotic. And then you got grains, legumes, sweet potatoes, baked potatoes. These are all fantastic to improve our pro and prebiotic. Now, you may be thinking, what's a pro, what's a prebiotic? I kind of wrote down some examples. Pre, let's start with pre. Most people haven't heard of a prebiotic. A prebiotic, what goes into the system to help good bacteria grow. And we need bacteria. This is how we digest food. It's how we remove pathogens. Pre, help grow. Bananas, onions, leeks, garlic, apples, artichoke, 
uh, chicory root, barley, legumes, cacao. These are some of the prebiotics we can consume through foods. Most of our food system does not contain the prebiotics. Probiotics, this helps add good bacteria. Sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, kefir, yogurt, miso, apples, all these things, spirulina chlorella, wheatgrass, these are probiotics. So our message, same thing with the magnesium, can we get foods that add pre and probiotics? This is incredibly important. Before you start taking a pre and probiotic and they're selling out at all the nutritional stores, eat your pre and probiotics through food. It's gonna be much more absorbable, much more powerful for the body. Okay, leaving here, talking about stress, how to build the immune system, you got two options, okay? You can either build the immune system or you can destroy the immune system. We like to talk about balance. We're not telling anyone you have to eat perfectly, but during these times, I've been at the grocery store, they're out of all the junk food. That's not helping our immune system. It's not gonna help our anxiety. It's not gonna help our stress. Maybe short term for five minutes, long term we're gonna feel crummy, have worse energy. Use this food target as a guide. Are you eating closer to the center? Maybe 70, 60, 80% of the time? Because if you're dominating your food from the outside, it's gonna wreak havoc on your immune system. And that's what we have control over. We have the most powerful armor we can ever have, which is our immune system, but we have to build it with healthy food, managing stress, and then daily movement. So to wrap up, here's kind of the summary of what's going on. We wanna build our immune system, we need to manage our stress. How do we do that? If we have a healthy gut, we create a healthy immune system, and then we can have a positive mind. If you have a positive mind, you start to have better gut health, and you start to improve your immune system. It's all connected. You're thinking, what, what do you mean by that? Well, next time you get nervous or stressed, pay attention to what happens to your gut. It shuts down. And so if we are constantly stressed, if we're constantly eating some poor food, we're not moving our body, not getting any sunlight, then our immune system and our mind and our gut are all gonna get unhealthy. And so this is the control we have, how to improve our gut health, how to improve our immune system so that we can have that positive, healthy mind. And so here's what you need to know today, and we don't have all the answers, but hopefully we're here to kind of support you and we're gonna to try to do these, um, you know, just like everybody else. Uh, our speaking and travel has been affected, so we got more time to do some virtual stuff. But here's the key. You're the source and solution to your stress. Now some people think, oh, that doesn't make me feel any better. It should, because most of us think that it's the external that creates stress. No, it's the reaction that we have that creates stress. And so whatever happens around us, we still have control of how we think and act based on how we react to those things. So you're the source and solution to your stress. Practice your breathing. Make sure you're getting some white space. Calm the mind down as much as you can. Number two, you have to eat foods to build your immune system. You can't take these immune boosting supplements and expect that to be the most powerful. These foods were made magically to help us build our immune system. Now we're, we're not gonna prevent it 100% of the time, but we're giving ourselves the best chance to kind of handle anything that comes our way 
the best ability we have. That's called our immune system. So eat to build your immune system. And remember these three foundations. Are you resting? Are you getting enough recovery? How are you eating during the times of chaos and stress and change? And then get daily movement. And I didn't talk much about movement, but uh, you know whether it's a mini trampoline, running outside, maybe you got some bands at home, you can create some movement during some areas where your habits or your environment's changing. We all have access to movement and movement is a powerful tool, not only mentally, but physically. Here's a glimpse of uh, our emails. If you want to shoot me an email, my father, he just got back from skiing. We got him back home yesterday. He'll be coming on some of these webinars. Chris Johnson, Coach Tab just came back from uh, knee surgery. He had his hip done in November, knee done in February. He's doing fantastic. Some of you may be going through some uh, rehab or maybe you're getting ready for some prehab. We have amazing resources. We don't have all the answers, but we have some resources that can help you. Whether it's stress, your energy, sleep, surgery, health, happiness, um, anything that we can help you with, we're here to help. Shoot us an email. You're maybe watching us on Instagram. Thanks for joining us on Instagram. We'll be doing more of this. If you're following us on the app, we have exercises and meditations and the system. And we wanted to give this app for free today for the live stream because it's a tool. And during these times where we're not able to do our live stuff, this might be our best way to educate people that we know are, are in need of this education. Here's kind of what I want you to think about. We got to make our body healthier. There's a lot of questions going on out there. Here's a couple Q&A that I have. What do I think of multivitamins and probiotics? I think they can be great. But the message that I have today, what's our foundation and what can we control? And until we take care of that, there's no need to go up the stairs. So if you're not resting and you're not eating and you're not eating close to the center of the target and live foods, then I don't think a probiotics where I would start. And I don't think a multivitamin is going to give you the benefits that uh, an apple or a citrus or wheatgrass because these foods are the source of those nutrients. And so our philosophy is foundation and source first. If you take care of that and still have some issues, then I start adding maybe some probiotics or some multivitamin, whole food multivitamins. Another question, what are some good exercises um, to improve digestion? You know, if you have a dog at home and the dog's not going to the bathroom, all you need to do is take that dog for a walk and we'll go to the bathroom. So when we don't move our body, we tend to either go one of two ways. We create too much acid, which creates too fast a digestion, or we slow down our digestion from not moving. So some cool exercises, a mini trampoline, really good for your lymphatic system, helps the body uh, move. It could be body weight stuff, resistance bands, any type of movement where the body gets to kind of go through uh, all different planes of motion. And I think mini trampoline is probably one of the easiest exercises that does stuff that we're not used to, like jumping and moving that lymphatic system. Last thing, and I'll get you off the hook. Here's what I want you to focus on. We got a new food target just came out last week, free to download. Um, we added some items, kind of made it more modern. But acid equals inflammation. I've said that already. And inflammation destroys our gut health. If we want a powerful immune system, 
If we want to produce, you know, positive uh, neurotransmitters, brain chemicals to feel good, to have that positive energy, then we need to eat foods that are higher uh, alkalinity so that we reduce inflammation. Acid equals inflammation. Inflammation is not a good thing. So over these times, occasionally we're going to want to dabble in these things, but these are acidic things and they create havoc from inflammation and stress and lack of sleep. So we have to move in the direction of how do we get more alkaline, use this food target, it's a powerful tool. That's all I have for you today. We'll see you again soon. If there's any questions, you want me to go any further on any conversation, happy to do that. We'll see you again next time.